Okay, today our interview is with Rudy Lozano Jr., a lifelong resident of Little Village. And um, it's going to be a Zoom meeting. Um, so just it's kind of drops in and out at some some point. Sorry about that. Um, but I think it's a pretty good quality anyways. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. podcast world uh, today we have um, um, Rudy Lozano um, lifelong resident of Little Village um, uh, I mean basically where I grew up he grew up like maybe three or four blocks away from me until I was in my 30s and um, yeah what's up Rudy what's up Hyman thanks for uh, inviting me and I'm 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 loving the fact that you're like doing all kinds of stuff, bro. You're doing podcasts, 3D printing, all ki- I mean, like I'm just a fan of whatever Renaissance uh, man situation you're in, bro. I'm 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 fan I'm fanboying on you, bro. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I mean, the way I see it is like, um, I mean, I don't know where it sparked, you know, back in the day, but it always felt like I always had a do something to leave a mark on this world, you know? Um, I, it, I mean, I didn't really didn't know about life or death when I was a little kid, but just something about that, that I just felt I needed to create something to leave something behind, you know? And that's why Legacy. I, yeah, I'm just trying to like do as much stuff as I possibly can because tomorrow I could, you know, get hit by a bus and that's it, you know? Um, I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not either. <laughs> but uh, since you're, uh, you know, we're having an interview with you, um, uh, a good question that I kind of always ask people is, what is one of your earliest memories in Chicago growing up? Yeah. Um, so I'll just, you know, Petrovsky Park, playing baseball, playing basketball, uh, food, right? Home run in pizza, uh, Atatolnico. Uh, Casa de Pueblo. I mean, Pilsen and Little Village are kind of like home, home um, for me. Yeah. And then one thing I um, just thought of right now was when I was pretty young, my grandfather on the Lozano side owned a tavern over in Pilsen, and so a lot of early memories are there too, because they they were usually closed on a Sunday morning, afternoon, and didn't open up till Sunday evening. So that was like the break, and so mm-hmm. after catechism or you know communion doing all this stuff my, my grandmother you know made us uh, good catholics and so we would go to the to, to their tavern play pool play video games play the jukebox and so then all of our birthday parties were there too because it was the you know oh, wow. it was like a, it was like a big space right and so who, what kids don't want to play on pool table video games jukebox you know you got this soda from the gun right like that seemed cool sit at the bar oh, wow. uh, you know we don't we didn't we don't remember the like smell like Cigars stale beer and, stale yeah beer. and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff what, what do you remember the address or the location of it yeah it was called men at work and it was uh 2300 south blue island so it was right on blue island and wood um, oh i think i remember that yeah it was right on the corner it was next door to shyways and um the other spot, the 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 the, the, the spot. 
I forget the name of it, but it was like a couple couple buildings in right off of Blue Island and Wood. Right. But we had many a party there, man. When I turned 21, <laughs> that was like a personal. I, uh, I, I remember those. I don't remember any particular one I attended, but I do remember those. And I think that's why when you said men at work, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. totally. But yeah. Let's get back to your um, um, Petroski Park days. Um, do you remember uh, what teams you were on in Little League? So I was uh, in Pee Wee. I was on the I was on the Cubs because the Cubs. Um, I was a Cubs fan then, um, and I was probably five or six years old. This is you know, um, or maybe a little older, maybe I was six or seven. But this is in the heyday of Ryan Sandberg and all yep. you know, mm-hmm. all, all those all those guys. Um, so I Pee Wee. I was a Cubs, and then Little League. I was a White Sox because you know things started shifting, right? I was like, yeah. oh. I could actually go to a White Sox game. I don't know <laughs> okay. if you, you ever went to a Cubs game. I didn't go to a Cubs game until I was pretty much an adult. Right, same here. Uh-huh. Um, and they used to give away free tickets, right? Like, you can give free tickets to a Sox game. That's how you I became a Sox fan. Exactly. Same here, brother. Same here. <laughs> uh, and, and my uncle uh, used to take me as well. So, you know, he was a big Sox fan. He was a Bulls fan. He used to sneak uh, – he used to take me to the uh, – not the United Center, Chicago Stadium. Yeah. And he used to make me carry his beers in my coat since I was little. <laughs> you know, no one was searching uh, kids, kid. right? <laughs> Walked in and I had like six pack of beer on me. <laughs> and then he'd say, all right, hand me a beer. <laughs> so we go sit down and there you go. Oh, man, that's there a cool memory. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember yeah. having perfect attendance and we I got this envelope of uh, White Sox seat vouchers so yes you can, little coupons yeah you would go and i still actually have one of them one of those vouchers somewhere in all my stuff i you know it's a box nice. and boxes of stuff but i have actual proof of like my first game that i've ever been to it was like did in, you go to it was like an 82 oh so you were at comiskey i was like yeah. did you go did you, did you go to comiskey yeah comiskey it was great man it was great well, one of the craziest memories i have of comiskey is um our my uncle, my dad, and and my uncle dropped us off. It was and the oldest one with us was like thirteen or fourteen years old, and yeah, this was uh, at Comiskey, and we ended up getting mugged in the stadium. Oh, in the stadium! In the stadium. Dang, I don't know if you remember that? how um, it was all laid out, but it was like like if you're walking around behind the seats, they had like these catwalks. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember that. And I was actually, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, quick story. So, yeah. Um, my so once the game was almost over, we went to go, you know, make the phone call at the phone at the payphone to come pick us up. So we made the fake the phone call, and you know we're kind of just figuring out where should we wait or we wait outside, blah blah blah. And all of a sudden, my cousin realizes that he's missing his wallet. So he runs back to, we run back to the payphone and there's a kid with my cousin's wallet in his hand. And he's like, you're going to have to come with us. This is a little kid, smaller than all of us. He's telling us, you're going to have to come with us. So we're following him like a bunch of idiots. And we get walked all the way back to like, you know, one of those catwalks, like all the way back into the stadium. And the kid turns around with a rock inside of a batting glove and cracks my... um, cousin over the head and says you know 
we're gonna take basically we're gonna take all this money in your wallet. <laughs> and who knows what it was? It was like you know '80s, so it was probably wasn't much. But you know, he right. was basically taking us, leading us somewhere to get mugged. So that was one of my earliest memories of uh, hanging out at Comiskey. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. <laughs> That's not a good memory. It's not a good memory, <laughs> but but it was so intense that you know I'll never forget it. Yeah, I mean it's funny you um, you bring up the the way kids sort of navigated Chicago in the '80s, right? Like you either got picked up, dropped off, or you know, like I was taking the bus and the train at like 12 years old, right? Like I was yep, same here. moving about, you know, and and the only thing we had was pay phones, right? It wasn't yep. like you know, and then you got to you had to have change <laughs> to use the paper. Change right? and memorize numbers. And memorize numbers, and or, or you did what you know a lot of us did, which is call collect and just say, "I'm over here," or "Here's Last the phone number, come back." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, man. And nowadays, it's like, you know, we we don't let our GPS our kids. Like people have cell phones handy. Like, you know, even beepers were a little bit more. Um, you know, useful because you could you could like beat the payphone you were at and like right. okay, coming back to the payphone, right? Right, right. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we were basically like feral children back then, you know, just you know, <laughs> roaming Chicago, you know. To I mean, I remember like going to the Loop downtown because there was a Foot Locker there, and the only other Foot Locker was like at Ford City, and that was it it was either the loop or ford city and i don't i don't know about any other foot lockers but i remember going to that foot locker with friends just to go get gym shoes it was crazy and we were you we just, were not even like i don't we were not even 14 13 years old could you imagine like um i don't have any kids of- i don't have any kids man so i mean i know you have kids what do you think about all that man i mean would you let your child <laughs> go out on the bus at, i mean know? It's a real, <laughs> yeah, it's a real conversation. No, man, we don't. <laughs> we don't do they get door-to-door service everywhere they want to go, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. just, uh, it's crazy. Um, you know, like part of me is, I want them to be independent, and the other part of me is like, man, these kids are bougified, right? Like they get door-to-door service anywhere they want to go to school, back, friend's house. I mean, just this. Halloween, this is, you know, this is what parenthood looks like nowadays. We took them to a haunted house all the way on 110th and Cicero. And so that's like a half hour drive from the village, right? Just to get there. You drop them off. They stand in line for 30, 40 minutes. And the whole haunted house is another 34 minutes. And we just sit in the parking lot (laughs) and like... That's my life, right? Like yeah, that's my life. Yeah. That's a Saturday night for me, you know. Like, <laughs> and if I'm lucky, I'm like, hey, where's the closest Target or something? Let's just go walk Kill around. Some time, yeah. Yeah. You're just a good parent, things. man. You're a good parent. A lot of I remember growing up, a lot of parents in the neighborhood would not do anything like that. Um, yeah. And, well, I remember. I remember. Wow, man! I remember going to my first concert at the Aragon, and. <sighs> This was, I was probably like 12 years old, maybe 13. Wow. Who'd you go see? It was um, Big Audio Dynamite and Public Image Limited. Um, but my mom did take us. That was that was the thing that I was going to say. Like, my mom did take, like, she loaded up. 
the minivan and, and yep. we, our friends brought a couple of friends so it was packed and we took it up there and, and then she came and picked us up it was wild okay. like I, I I don't know man it's just one of those things about but I, I, I on, a, on, a, on a different note like I have friends with parents that wouldn't give a shit you know they would just like you know I don't know man. Vende la right, right. Like, don't, 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 don't come back late and don't right. bring any friends home, you know, that kind of attitude, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, I think we had very similar moms because we also had a minivan. And, you know, we, we got into the habit of, like, inviting friends. And so, like, we went somewhere, go downtown, wherever. We'll give you a ride home. Just come hang out, right? And so, and then my mother would give everybody a ride home, right? Like, even to the Petrovsky Park. Yeah. Pack the whole team in there. Yeah. You know, like 10 guys drive to Petrosky Park, even though it's a couple blocks away. Yeah. Unload them, load them, all that. I mean, one one other memory I have, I don't know if you did this. I'm sure you did. Because every memory you have, I feel like we have the same memories here. Um, going to Woolworths yeah. and on 26th and Pulaski and, you know, eating at the counter or just wanting to go through the toy aisle and get a little toy or something you well, know I, I remember my brother saying that and you probably remember this too they used to have like pets there at Woolworth do you remember that in oh, the back man. they used to have pets I, like, I do like, remember like that. all the way in the back towards like the Pulaski side they had <laughs> they had like hamsters parakeets and, yeah it stunk back there yeah yeah exactly that and they had fish there and it's like like I can't even imagine like Woolworth nowadays. Actually, we were talking about that. Is that they used to be a diner in that Woolworth? Remember that? That's, I'm telling you. That's what I'm saying. I would go. That's what I remember the most is my grandmother saying, "Hey, Mijo, let's go get something to eat." And I go, "Okay." And we would walk over to Woolworth, sit at the counter. And, you know, those chairs spun around, and they were like yeah. that plastic, uh, shiny red plastic chairs. Yeah. And I got like a grilled cheese and a French fries, and that was like. Cool, man. I was like, wow, French fries? What? You know, right? Like, we ate Mexican food all the time. I never <laughs> ate French fries, you know? Like, it's funny because it was, for for, for me, um, we, um, like, it was four of us, you know? I had three brothers. Yeah. And well, you lived across the street from McDonald's. Right, right, right. But before that, we lived on, on, on the 30th side of Carlow, so on 28th and Carlow. Um, and yeah. so... From there, I remember roaming around, and I remember, like, go. the only reason I went to Woolworths at that time was to play video games, um, yep. because they had, like, a mini arcade there, and I remember, and that, I remember they had Icy's there, and that, if I was, had, if I had money to get an Icy, I'd be on top of the world, man, yeah. and, I mean, it, we don't, you don't, we don't have that, or I don't, I know that Woolworths doesn't exist anymore, so... And the only nope. the only places that have like genuine diners like that is like maybe El Faro. El Faro has like a sort of a diner like that, right? In the neighborhood. Yeah, no. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, you obviously you, you had a good time growing up in Little Village, right? I mean, you know, it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't the suburbs, that's for sure. Right. But but uh, you know, the things that I'm definitely fond of and remembering is like you know we had a corner store across the street from my house so you talk about the raspadas right and like we could get them right there hey just my daughter <laughs> um you know we could cross the street 
And, you know, I don't know if you ever went to Don Chewy's uh, little corner store over there on 25th and Carlo, but uh, as long as I can remember. I probably, 25th and Carlo, I'm trying to picture what did the building look like. It was a, a, a kind of orange brick. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his awning shifted over time. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was right on the corner, and the, the you know, the step you walked down was those old, remember those old kind of iron steps? Yep. There was like a concrete, and then it's an iron. Yep, it was like, like an a, iron plate. Like a big iron plate. Yeah. Um, and uh, either Don Chewy or Juanita would be like shaving the ice right there. And then they just pour the, you know, pour the syrup right in there. And they had video games too. Um, and and they're, when you walk in the store, the first counter was clear, right? It was a clear plastic counter. Huh? And there's probably, a, you know. The candy I, I, there, right? Yeah. I mean, as a kid, it was like a million candies, right? right so like right. what a dollar, man, what a dollar, bro. I could, shh, I could buy like candy to, to kill me. Right. <laughs> Give me a diabetic coma. But one, yeah. of the, one of the things I want to mention too is that, so you grew up north of 26th Street basically right yep. and i grew yep. I, I grew up south of 26th Street, but north of 31st oh because you weren't in the heights you were just in the that's south of 31st is little village heights right like that is, is that what the realtors are calling it now <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's, just, that's what a bunch of us called it probably in our 20s when we're like oh those of you that live south of 31st these are nice bungalow homes and yeah, you know like yeah. it's nice yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I live in a bungalow now, and every time I go back to the neighborhood, I was like, "Holy crap! There's some, there's some nice bungalows here." Like, right. I, I never really paid attention that much back in the day. Oh man, the so the neighborhood is you know we're still here, right? Like I still live on the block I grew up on. Um, my my brother lives in the house we all grew up on, grew up in. I live in the house next door, and then the house next door to that is my mother's house which was my grandmother's okay. back um and we lived on the corner one and then a bunch of tios and tias rotated in that middle house so yeah. it was always family like and we call it the compound nowadays right like it's the, <laughs> yeah. the lozano compound because we got three houses next to each other but I, I, yeah, I, mean, I, I mean i always ask this to people too um and the reason i mentioned like where we lived you know we both basically grew up on like the two six side of town and I always ask people, um, like, were you ever recruited? And I know it's a little bit different for you because you just had such a high-profile life. But have you ever, like, did anyone ever pick on you or try to get you to become a 2-6? Or... They never try to recruit me. That's because my um, probably my family history yeah. and, and my mother was extremely intimidating. And, like, I was more <laughs> afraid of my mother than I was of the gang, right? Like, the gang... <laughs> She used to stop, she used to come out of the house. First of all, they used to stand in front of our, our house or one of the four corners, right? Like we had a corner house. Yeah. And she would come out there and cuss them all out and tell them to get the hell out of here and all that kind of stuff. So I was always like, they're going to kick our asses, right? They're not going <laughs> to do anything to you. You're like a senora to them. Right, right, right. But when the three boys come out, they're going to like, beat the shit out of us, right? Like, kick our ass. But they, they never and beat so you. They never They beat never you did. Up. They never did. A couple of, you know, maybe here and there, a couple guys would, you know, 
try and say something to us and we're like we, you know we don't we're not into that right and it was mostly not in my neighborhood but crossing because you know there are different different cliques of the gang yeah so you go on to trip or you went down you know killer Colin, or whatever killer trip yeah all, they all you know they, everyone had their little territory yeah um but they were all so, two know, six they're all two six but they they all fought with each other too though right yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and so they would you know they felt like picking on those of us that were neutrons or whatever right walking through they they might say something or or you know try and get us to represent and I, but i was like no nah, man i don't i play ball right, like, right, I, play, right I don't right, do that right. Um, yeah, I mean, with us, it was, we never, it was weird because my brothers and I, we never had anyone trying to recruit us, but one of the sad things about um, growing up in Little Village is that um, you grow, you had childhood friends that you, you know, you were in Little League with, you played basketball with, you hung out with. And then, you know, as they got a little older, they would become gang members, you know? And yeah. that, yeah. I think that's one of the most tragic things about that neighborhood was because, um, like, it, any little thing could turn, you know, change, the, you know, the, like their destiny, someone's destiny in that neighborhood. And it sucked because, you know, you, you, as we're older, you know, as we got older, you know, you hear about, oh, so-and-so, you know, you know, he got shot, you know, like in the drive-by and he's dead now and it's like crap you know like we, i remember us and you get all those flashbacks of memories of hanging out with that person you know and it just it's and the, i mean i love that neighborhood i loved growing up in it man but i mean with the just that whole gang thing and i talked about it in, a, in another episode of the podcast is that the really the only thing that created that rivalry you know between like the land kings and the tuziks i guess folks and people was where your parents bought a house. We're paying for a mortgage, and it just it it blows my mind even to this moment, like how your parents, you know, g you know, gather money for a down payment, and then you know they're like, oh, a lot of Mexicanos live there. Let's go get a you know a house there. You know, we could put a down payment, blah blah blah. And then before you you know everyone knows it, they're in like some kind of gang territory. And fast forward a few years and. You know, their child may or may not, you know, have joined a gang, you know. And mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most tragic things about the neighborhood. And, I mean, what do you, uh, let me pick your brain about that. What do you think about that? Like, how, like, um, I know you're involved with the community and stuff. Like, like it, it, you think it's always going to be there? You think there's hope that, you know, maybe one day that, you know, maybe this, both sides will kind of wean itself from like all that gang stuff. I mean, it's a great question, bro. And, and I think you're spot on in terms of the tragedies that occur in our neighborhood, especially around young people um, and sort of the attraction or the draw of gangs. Um, you know, like this is kind of what I do, right? Like my, my background is in youth development. Um, my, um, uh, focused for the last, you know, good part of my life career has been working with high school students um, and working with young people and families um, and community, obviously, yeah. to make sure that our young people have opportunities. So my, my, my view on all of it is um, 
from a perspective of, of why do we have gangs in the first place, right? And how did, gang, how did gangs form? How did they evolve? Why do young people get so attracted to want to be a part of that? And it's, it's like, it's pretty deep, right? When you sort of break it down that way. And, um, and the history of it, it really stems from racism and poverty, right? Like that's where it all comes from. Um, gangs formed to protect themselves from other, basically from, from, you know, white gangs, right? Like black and brown gangs formed to protect themselves from police. Um, and, you know, they couldn't cross into certain neighborhoods without getting chucked. So they formed a gang, right? And so they, you know, that's how they protected themselves. Um, I, my understanding, and I might be wrong on this, but the two six and the Kings um, started over like a, a softball game, right? And, uh, um, and that, you know, they try to, um, a lot of these games were like crews or clubs or whatever, right? Even the old Mayor Daly was a part of a, a gang um, that basically used to kill black people. Right, like they used to go in a black neighborhood and, and terrorize black, uh, uh, black youth right. um, or people. So the gangs have been around for a very long time. They're just basically insulated groups to protect their interests, right? And so over time, it's evolved into like money and drugs and um, status. And so if you're, to, to your point, right? We've all seen that some of our friends grow up. If they didn't have that stability at home for whatever reason, I'm not trying to blame, you know, this gets into this whole Adam Toledo thing, right? Like blaming the mom and all that kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. you're a single mom, you know, who who's, um, can't make a lot of money, is, um, maybe undocumented, maybe has, doesn't have the education to have a good quality job, whatever the case may be, it's gonna be hard to control your kids, you know, when there's a whole street life out there calling you and saying, hey, come, Come just stand and watch. You just gotta stand and watch. You know, you go make some money, right? right. And um, or run around and sneak out at night, and it's exhilarating. It gives you adrenaline. You think you're cool or whatever. This kid was 12 years old, right? So like that kind of life, um, compared to being at home broke, you know, whatever. You're in a one bedroom apartment. You know, you eat the same stuff every night. Whatever. Like you don't understand. You don't understand why that is. You just understand that like that other life looks way more exciting. And those guys got a car, and they're doing cool things. Um, they're you know they're like they have status. Like girls right. like them. Whatever, whatever the case may be. Right. So for me, there's a lot of reasons why um, young people would join. Uh, it's not the same reason for everyone. It could be they're going through a rough time in their life and they want a sense of belonging. And so they join a gang, you know, they want money, so they join a gang. Um, they want status, so they join a gang, right? So the, it, it will end kind of when we end the cycle of poverty, racism, and the way our community is exploited. To me, that's that's how we solve the gang issue and, and, and the violence issue. And that's with, with education, good paying job and all that stuff? Healthcare, all of it, yeah. Like community centers, you know, even like grocery stores, right? Like you go to some parts of our city, there's no grocery stores. Right. The, the parks are run down. The housing is run down. I mean, you go to North Lawndale, 40% of their community is, is vacant land, vacant lots, right? Like, and that came out of the Dr. King, after the King, Dr. King was assassinated, people lit the whole city on fire. North Lawndale was one of those places. And you know, nobody nobody wants to invest in low-income communities, um, black communities, 
or Latino communities that the city's not trying to invest, right? Companies are not trying to invest. Right. So because they look at the numbers, they don't see the like the socio part of it, you know, the. Yep. Yep. But even the numbers is racist because you're telling me the black community doesn't have uh, consumer uh, power. Right. That's not, that's not accurate. The Latino community um, has consuming power and there's grocery stores in our community. Right. And so like, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's racist. Um, it's institutional. And so like, and there's, a, and our city is famous for this, right? Like we are the most, or one of the most segregated cities in the country. And that was intentional. That wasn't by accident. Yeah. You right. Know? Right. I mean, I've, 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 I've like done my own research so I mean, so sorry for that long answer, bro. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I wish I wish you can keep going, but I have some more questions. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. good. I mean, so you you have hope then, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you know we're still here. My family's still here because um, one, we grew up here. We love our community. But it is a challenge, right? Like, to your point, my kids get door-to-door service. Some of that is like, you know, they're bougified, and, but we're all those kind of parents where we're like, we know any little situation could happen. And like you said, something could happen. And, you know, we could say, hey, go out and um, learn how to navigate yourself. Um, that could be the last time we see our kids. Right. right? I mean, I, I mean not, I, because, not because of our neighborhood. I, I've, I've said in other podcasts that when I go – visit my mom like i'm out of the car into the house out of the house into my car like i don't i don't really walk down the streets in little village anymore like i haven't done that in probably like almost like nine like eight nine years i mean and you know i mean it's 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 not like you can't walk around the neighborhood and something's gonna happen to you every time you're walking around the neighborhood but i think but you have you have past experiences and probably trauma where you're like, I remember that corner, something happened to me on that corner. And, and so it stuck with your, your brain. And so right. that's real. Right. And so, um, there is that fear, even if it's the likelihood of it happening is low. It's all we hear about on the news. It's all people talk about when they talk about our community. So it gets drilled in your head that you should be walking around in fear all the time and so then therefore it's how you feel even if nothing happens like i've never been shot at in my entire life i've been in this neighborhood 45 years and i've never been shot at but am i afraid to walk around and get shot i am like i am like you know but the odds of it happening are low but my sense of it happening is high right my my paranoia of it so it's one of those things where we're being conditioned to think negatively about our community right. when in reality is a very small population. Gangs is probably 5% or less of the entire population. It's probably less than 5%. But because it gets promoted all the time on media well, and all this stuff. That's another know? part of this, the mission of this podcast because I want, I want, I want people that I talk to and have conversations with to say stuff like that because Everybody, the only thing anybody ever hears about Chicago is, you know, all the bad stuff, you know, and mm-hmm. it just, it always, it always feels like, 
like what I always tell myself like I wish they knew the Chicago that I know you know I wish they knew the Chicago that I grew up in and then you know I live on the north side now I live in Westridge which is west of Rogers Park it's it's a bung it's part of the bungalow belt it's a beautiful neighborhood um, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell no gangs in this neighborhood um, I fell in love with it you know as soon as we moved in um, and whenever I have political quote-unquote discussions on online on social media people are always like well how's your city going blah 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 I'm like I'm, I'm like it's actually going pretty well like I live in a very nice neighborhood um, um, but I'm not I'm not gonna deny that you know there's certain you know bad things that happen in the city I just want people to know the Chicago that I know the Chicago that's not in the headlines you know yeah so that's why I I mean that's one of the reasons I wanted to interview you because you have like a unique insight because I mean uh, you're you basically like you mentioned earlier that's that's your thing you know that's what you want to you know I don't, I don't want to put words in your mouth but that's what you want to like tackle you know that's what you want to that's gonna that's like that's like your mission to to make sure that you know this is a nice city you know Mm -hmm. i mean that's how i feel that you know what you're doing you know i just i mean i like i said i don't want to put words in your mouth and um you're you're right i mean you know i want i want us to live in a city that's uh that that has all the amenities and and that we all have access to them you know like my, my it's funny my daughter um I have two daughters, a uh, 14-year-old and a 13-year-old, and um, she gets really mad when she hears people talking bad about Chicago, right? And, uh, and it's interesting who can talk, you know, bad about our city. We get pissed off about who talks bad about our city, right? Like, and it, and it shifts depending on who's talking about it, right? So, like, right. if you're, you know, if you didn't grow up in Little Village, you're in the North Side, or talking about Little Village, I'm be like, hey, wait a minute, bro. You don't, don't be talking about my neighborhood, right? <laughs> right, right? But you grew up here, you you have some rights to talk about, like, where you grew up. If you're not from Chicago, you don't have a right to be talking about Chicago at all, right? right. Like, so it's just like there's levels to who gets to, it's like picking on your little, on your brother, right? Like, nobody gets to pick on your brother or your brothers, but you get to talk shit about your brothers all day long. That's right. your brother. Right. <laughs> so right. it's one of those things we're protective you know we're protective over our and, and that's because we grew up in, in chicago right i mean that's just kind of like it's become part of our dna in a sense right and yeah and we we and and i i mean like i said like this was this was my mission the draw to create this was because of that because i want people who listen to this i mean i've had people listen to um, this podcast, like in in the UK, you can tell like with the statistics and stuff. In the yeah. UK, like in Ireland, um, and when I see those, like like in Amsterdam, there's one. And when I see those like little dots pop up, like in other parts of the world, I'm like, that's that's what I want. That's that's what I wanted to ha- to happen, and it's happening. Yeah. So every time that I see a new city pop up, I'm like, yes, like more and more and more. So a couple more memories popped up, um, and you probably remember this, but do you remember walking around the neighborhood and being afraid, but not being afraid of gangs, but being afraid of a pack of dogs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but 
Bro, there used to be packs of dogs running around our neighborhood I, chasing I, people. I have I have memories of of dogs chasing us. It's crazy that you mentioned that because yes, I didn't think it was I didn't think it was a thing. Like I just I just thought it was just one of those things in the neighborhood. Like there was just dogs roaming around. I remember one time we were um, we were I think we were skating at Eli Whitney, and this is when the mobiles were being torn down so they can build the the new building, the addition. And, yeah. But so they would still it just had like those stumps of the mobiles left. So the people were all the kids were hanging out on top of them. And, um, and we were skating around there, and I remember seeing a pack of dogs come around the corner, and everyone like scatters, you know, like run, yeah. like to get away from it. And as I'm trying to get up on the um, on one of those like mobile platforms, um, one of my friends like pushes me like to um, to get me up there, get out of the way or whatever for whatever reason, and I ended up breaking my finger because he pushed me so hard. So that's oh. crazy that you mentioned that, and I have a clear memory of dogs roaming the neighborhood. Oh, I have so many memories of just walking from my house to Petrovsky Park. It was like, to your point, I had to check for dogs, man. I was like looking around, and I had to be ready that I have a um, a, a path to like jump on a car because if a right. dog came, I was jumping on a car, and I was on the depending on how big the car big the dog is depends if i got on the roof or just on the hood right right, right. I, and, I, I remember one, wait wait real quick i remember one time oh, you're good one time uh, a, a pack of dogs was chasing we were like it was late night and we were in our teens already but a, a pack of dogs was we're, i think maybe two dogs were chasing us and we're all just running 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 and a few of us get on top of a car and uh, one of my friends jumps into a, a yard like a um like to get away from the dog and there was a dog in that yard so he had to jump back <laughs> yeah i mean i remember climbing a fence and just staying at the top of the fence right like, and that's what he ended up doing that's what he ended up doing. just waiting it out <laughs> right. bro that so it was so funny because um the other day you know you know mike uh rodriguez yeah. he's, he's our alderman now yeah. 22nd word alderman now um, yeah, but he, I grew up with his also, brother. So, you know, grew up in the neighborhood with Jay. Yeah. And uh, so he was telling me the other day, he's like, you know, Paws is in our neighborhood, right? And I go, yeah, my, my daughter volunteers there all the time. She loves animals. She loves dogs. She loves, she'll go there and volunteer for two hours so she can play with the puppies for like 10 or 15 minutes, right? Yeah. That's, that's what they let you do if you volunteer there. They let you play with the puppies. So cool. she's all about that. She's like, I don't care. I'll spend two hours there to spend 10 minutes with the puppies, right? <laughs> um, and it's just down the block. But he, he started telling me, he's like, you remember when all these dogs used to chase everybody in the neighborhood? I go, yeah. He's like, you notice that there's no more dogs running around the neighborhood? I go, yeah, but mostly because I drive now because you know, I'm not walking around the neighborhood. Right. But he's like, he's like, you know, they, they have statistics on how there used to be something like 50,000 dogs, feral dogs. You were talking about feral earlier, right? Yeah. Running around the city of Chicago, and it's now down to like 20,000 or something really small because Paws has actually gone out there, like caught the dogs, neutered them, all the kind of stuff, right? Spade, I don't know if it's neuter, spade, whatever it is. Yeah. But, but I remember that. I remember like getting chased by dogs all the time, man. Like, 
I know, isn't that wild? And that's you know that's that's neat that you bring that up because that's one of those. I don't know if it's unique to Chicago, but I feel it's probably unique to Chicago that you know, like growing up and not only having to worry about gangbangers, but having to worry about feral dogs. <laughs> and I, I, and I, you know, now, now that we're talking about it, I remember going to the tracks behind um, uh, Petrosky and hanging out there, you know, just roaming around, and I remember seeing dead dog car- carcasses like skeletons of dogs yeah i mean it's I crazy yeah because I, I guess there was so just so many that you know at some point you know they would either starve to death or freeze to death or whatever but yeah i, I, I remember that I, I like thinking back now like i remember seeing a lot of like like dog carcasses back there i'm probably probably it's not anymore you know because they report stuff like that nowadays but um yeah glad that that is wild you know what we're actually mm. at, you know how the the yeah the free um zoom is only like 40 minutes or whatever but i just yeah, wanted brother. to i just wanted to like uh wrap it up in a sense um do you have any like social media that you want any organizations you want people to know about uh you know i'm not a big social media i mean i'm on social media a lot and I like to share content, but I'm not a big promoter of like, hey, come right, check right. me out, come or, do this, or like, do that. I don't like I don't an organization, like an organization or something like that. Or yeah, so an organization that you know I'm a part of in the neighborhood is in Lasse, Chicago, which um, you know is uh, based in Little Village. I'm on the board, so I'm you know really proud of that place. I I used to work there um, back in my mid 20s late 20s i used to work at the little village Lawndale high school so and last chicago used to be little village community development corporation with which your mom was on the board for yep. a long time i remember that um and was a part of helping to get the high school yeah you know they were they were part of getting the high school built um and really led a lot of initiatives and still doing a lot of great work today to try and you know deal with uh interrupting the gangs and interrupting violence in the neighborhood and trying to put people, you know, um, back to work. And so, you know, if there's, if there's anybody out there listening that wants to support a neighborhood organization in Little Village in Chicago, I would definitely say, you know, look up in Lassa, Chicago. I don't know the website, but it's pretty easy to, to look sure up. It's punch it E-N-L-A-C-E. Yeah. Punch it in a Google and it'll pop up. So, you know, if you want to support a good organization, they've been doing good work for, um, probably going on 30 years is my guess now. So, All right. Well, it's, I think it's been an interesting conversation. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll, I'm going to ask you to come back so we can talk a little bit more, if you don't mind. Yeah. No, I don't. And now I'll, I'll go visit you, man, so we can go uh, eat some of that uh, good, um, diverse food you get over there and, and up By there the, in Rogers yeah. Park. Exactly. With uh, yeah, if you ever lift, if you listen to the Jaime de Leon uh, interview, he that's he's just talking about different taco joints and stuff like that up here. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's, no. there's, 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 there's a lot of stuff out here. But yeah, yeah. Thanks, Rudy. It was nice talking with you, man. Take care, brother. All right, see you, man.
that was uh, our interview with Real Chicago interview with Rudy Lozano Jr. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and uh, remember to hit subscribe, follow whatever um, whatever you're listening to. Um, um, click on that; it helps uh, with the ratings of this podcast. And thank you for listening. Bye.